All right, cool. All right, ready to do it? Ready to go. Let's do it. All right, welcome to the Live Diadem podcast. Thank you for listening. You've got Danny on and Mike. This is the first episode. We're really excited for you guys to be listening. Uh, welcome aboard. We have a lot of different ways that this could go, but uh, we're really excited. So please bear with us as we go through the next couple of these. But uh, Mike and I are excited to do this. We've uh, been lifelong sports fans and uh, I think we've got some some interesting takes and, and hope you guys like what you hear. So Mike, you want to say, Hey, what's up to our new listeners? Yeah. I'd just like to say hi. I'm probably the one with the most media experience here, uh, working for part of the mothership, but, uh, very excited to, uh, be doing this. And, uh, Dana and I kind of have a really interesting relationship. I'm sure it'll come out like later in the pod. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do a little bit of that real quick. So Mike and I are brothers, uh, grew up in Erie. Mike, the mothership Mike's speaking to is uh, ESPN over here in the United States. So uh, I know we're going to have a lot of international listeners, but uh, welcome aboard. We've, uh, we'll let you into our world of, of sports takes, um, in-depth fandom, side fandom, intrigue. Uh, I think we'll get a lot of it. So let's just jump right into it and just see where this goes. Be ready for uh, all the fun iteration that there is to come. So, all right, the first thing we've got here is we're going to go through some headlines. So I've got a couple headlines to speak about. The golf here in the U.S. Open just finished up the other day. Um, and so Kepka, I don't even know, Brooks Kepka won for the second year in the row. So great for him. That's not really the highlight, though. What's almost amazing are a couple things. One, that Phil just has such a bad relationship with the U S open. It's like, you, I definitely feel bad to some extent. Like he's lost U S opens in terrible fashion. Like it's the only major that he hasn't won. Um, and it's, it's a little bit hysterical that he had a little bit of a kind of a tantrum. And so for anybody who hasn't seen, uh, Phil was putting on a green at the U S open and he putted the ball and it was rolling past the cup and it was going to roll off the green into a bunker. So he kind of did a little side speed walk, hit the ball while it was still moving, which is an egregious penalty. And essentially after the, the press conference, it came out that he did it intentionally to save a couple strokes. Um, all of these uh, golf pundits are up in roars. You know, this is disgraceful for the game, right? This is the worst thing ever. Um, it's just, it just adds on to it that like, it, the U.S. Open could not be more in Phil's head, which is, again, it's almost sad to some extent. So that's a bummer. That was the headline. That stole the show aside from Brooks Kepka winning this thing. I mean, it was – I mean, you could hardly even, even make a comment on that. Yeah, it was honestly like the unwritten rules of baseball. Like, I mean, he took the penalty like a, like a champ. Like, that's what he did on purpose. But still people think, like, he should be punished more for some reason, um, which is so interesting. I also would like to point out that um, that hole actually hit the over for the most strokes hit on a single hole during the U.S. Open. Uh, so uh, maybe Phil was trying to, um, I don't know, help somebody out there. I don't know. Like, no names, please, but we'll see. Let's see what comes out of that. Yeah, no names. Phil has a little bit of a history with uh, betting, and, and so uh, we'll, we'll hope there's nothing – nothing involved there my other thing comment that i have on the u.s open this is more of a me thing this bugs me probably way more than it ever should and probably bugs me way more than anyone should be bugged by this but 
um, a couple of years ago, I was watching the U.S. Open, and I think it was one of the early years that Fox started covering it. And they, in my opinion, just do such a bad job. Pretty much what gets me is that on the broadcast, they will show a feature group, which is great, right? You want to see Dustin and JT or whoever the heck, like you want to see the feature group, but they will show them and then they will show them walking to their balls. So like if you're watching CBS or ESPN, like they will hit. Right. And then it's like, all right, it's going to take 200 seconds for those guys to get to their balls. And so you see like who has been playing while that's been happening. And so Fox is a bat. All right. So that's the one that's my negative. All right. So I'm, I'm, I will step off my soapbox a little bit on Fox being bad there. I will compliment them. One thing I definitely agree they do better. And a guy in my office called me out on this was the shot tracker. I'll give them that they have better shot tracker, right? Like they track all the balls. It's kind of cool. For sure. The, re- the rebuttal to that is, is the shot tracker. I'm not sure if you saw some, there would be the shot tracker off the tee, which the ball is going very fast. You know, I'm going to give the technology guy who built that, you know, like it's a hard job. It's really good. But the shot tracker will show the ball landing in the bunker, like, you know, 400, 300 yards from the tee. And then the camera is at the same time showing the ball, like rolling down the middle of the fairway. So it is cool off the tee and they relive a lot of stuff, but it's, I don't know. I, I want it all. I'm, there's my, that's it. I'm done ragging on Fox. Do you have anything else on the golf mic? No, I, I think it's one thing that they, they've never seemed to get right. Um, and really all you have to do in this position is just mimic every single like other golf outing. Like you already have this course that is like comically hard. Like, you know, people are watching it to see people struggle. They don't need to just all of a sudden notice like these mistakes. I mean, it's, when they're showing people just walking to their balls, you know, you're not seeing the rest of the field who are also making like comically bad shots or maybe even great shots. I was always thinking like, I'm a big Charlie Hoffman fan, like Chucky with the good hair. And I, I never saw him on the TV once, not once. It was like shocking to me. Yeah, no. All right. We'll give a break for Fox. So my other headline this week is the world cup started. I love the world cup. I'm a big passion in sports guy mike knows this about me like i just love when someone is just so passionate about what they're doing it's one of the reasons i love college football like it just me every game just means so much to those kids and they're just so jacked up and there's always like happy tears and stuff when there's like upsets and you get that just amplified so much in the world cup so i love the world cup um a couple of my things i'm looking forward to about the world cup love seeing all the cool cleats big cleat guy ESPN did a great piece. You can scroll through all, see all the cool cleats. I don't follow international soccer very much. So this is like, you know, I come in tune every like couple summers. Um, so big cleat guy, big ball guy. So every couple like world cups, they like change the stitches of the ball. So like back in the sixties or whatever, there's the little like black splotches and like all the white tiles. And then they did like a little curvy one. And then everyone said the ball knuckled. So like, I'm really excited to hear about all the different ways that the ball is messing up, you know, the player's shots. I'm sure Messi has something to say about how that affected his uh, missed penalty. Yeah, um, it's skipping a little more than usual, actually. Exactly. See, good to hear. Good. I'm glad you're starting to I, – I need, I need all the details on what is different about the ball and why it's making Messi kick penalty kicks at a film director. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, 
The other last thing I'll make a point of is that I'm excited for, I don't really love, I'm not really going to rag on anyone, but we, Mike and I, we have another brother and we talk sports with him a lot. And so we kind of pick on a, a few fan groups every once in a while. And one that he brought to light that's sort of easy to pick on here is England. And I know we're, we've got an English audience, so I'm really sorry. This is just an American naive perspective on it, but he made the comparison to England and if anyone watches college football, the Tennessee Volunteers college football program here and their fans. And so he said they're so lined up for sort of similar destinies here where they're both hanging on to a championship that they won a very long time ago. England won in 66. Tennessee won a championship in like 1998 or something like that. So they have that to hang on to. They're infinitely optimistic. Like they're back their teams. They're always at the start of every season, at the start of every tournament, come on, we got it. The Vols have got it. And then, you know, halfway through the season, halfway through the tournament, England doesn't make it out of group play. Tennessee's losing to, you know, Appalachia State in week seven. And uh, he even went on to make the comparison that the 2002 English team not making it out of group round or whatever happened in that World Cup is like the Butch Jones era of Tennessee. And so, that's what I'm really excited for to see how England, you know, pans out. Can they really break out of the Tennessee volunteer curse they have? Yeah. I would almost actually um, relate them to more of a Wisconsin football uh, where they're going to get just close enough to get them to get the fans to really believe and dig in. Cause everybody comes in and thinks like, yeah, like England, like even the English, like, no, like, ah, like we're probably like, going to do the same thing we usually do but then like just this game against Tunisia like they give up a penalty kick and you literally think like yep they're right like they're right and then Harry Kane saves the day so it's literally just building them up just to that point where they're just gonna collapse and it's gonna be super sad yeah that's gonna be really fun all right what do you got for headlines uh my big headline is uh the Messi versus Ronaldo um, you know, I, I love it. Those are the the two guys that uh, everybody was look, has is looking at for this World Cup, and um, I'm actually gonna say I'm gonna come out and say it right now. Um, permission permission to go there. Messi's finished. Like he is done. He needs to retire. I mean, he is. You know, it was bad, right? Like it's bad. It's gotten. To, it's bad, right? He is D E D dead. It's unbelievable. I mean, I I don't know what what could Alabama beat Argentina? Like, they might be able to. Yeah, no, it's it's some it's a discussion that could be had. And I mean, again, hey, I'm you know, hand up, I'm like not the educated soccer guy, but from picking up on social media, like, yeah, this is this is a trend. It, it's it's not even a pattern; it's a trend, right? Like, it's this is is it, this is bad, right? Like, this is happening. A handful of times at this point right oh yeah oh yeah and it's crazy i mean you look at these two teams if you look at portugal versus argentina just like going up head to head argentina definitely has the upper hand yet like everybody i think would just know like no nah, ronaldo's gonna do this like it's crazy i, I just don't understand it uh, it's pretty funny to watch though uh but i don't I, are there other headlines because i this honestly could transition into my best things i've seen this week I was going to say that almost like this isn't my best thing I've seen this week, but Cristiano Ronaldo just being awesome was one of the best things I, I saw this week, but no, go for it. If you want to lead off with yours. 
So my best thing I saw this week was actually from ESPN's Instagram, and I'll try to show it up there. It is um, who you got, LeBron versus Ronaldo. Or who you goat. Who you, basically who you goat. That's what um, it says right on it. Oh, yeah, it did. I didn't even see that. But um, my Uh-oh. favorite is all of the comments. Uh, the comment section of this, I think I knew right away, was going to be hot fire. Is there um, one or two that you could share with us? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm almost going just strictly with, <laughs> with like, the ones that actually have real takes. Like, Ronaldo, obviously, by Kyrie Irving, 11. Um, must be a big Kyrie fan. Um, Andrew D. Moore says, LeBron is doing more with less. Uh, he has 22 replies on that that start talking about coaching. Um, so that, that really got me excited. <laughs> um, there are some other questionable comments. One I loved, which was said, basically, you know, it's comparing soccer to basketball. Uh, and why can't we appreciate both? And that had like 50 comments on it about just, no, don't stick to sports. Uh, it was very enjoyable. Um, but I think my take on it is obviously, I mean, Ronaldo scoring three points in 90 minutes is great. But, I mean, LeBron scores 50 points in 40 minutes. No one, no one even talks about it. It's like the norm now. So, I mean, LeBron's doing more with less in less time. I mean, it's, it's got to be LeBron. He's also got less players, less teammates on the field that can help him. Couldn't agree with you more. We should probably – that was – we released a, a similar tweet to what Mike's last comment there on Instagram. Follow our Instagram for more, uh, more good, fun takes about that. We had a couple uh, interesting replies on that. So, um, I love it. Is that the, the last best thing you got? That was, that was the last best thing. I mean, I, I, I had the Phil Mickelson thing, but, I mean, it was just – honestly, I will say about the U.S. Open, just going back to it real quick, that was probably the most boring U.S. Open. I think Brooks Kepka is the most boring, like, major winner ever. It is just a little funny that, like, Brooks – it was Brooks Kepka and Tommy Fleetwood going, like, head-to-head again. It was yeah. just very weird to see, and I think maybe that played into the, like, oh, I've seen this already, or, like, this is old, like, this boring. But I don't know. It was- Keep showing the replay of Phil hitting a moving ball because I don't want to watch these losers win. <laughs> I want to just see how mad, like, Rick Riley can get. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my, the best thing I had this week, so Mike and I will – this will probably come out. We're uh, Cleveland fans. I'm an enormous Cleveland Browns fan. I know. Get the laughs out. Whatever. Super Bowl champs this year. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm putting money on it. Uh, <laughs> reckless. Uh, so the best thing I saw this week is actually something old. So Josh, a picture of Josh Gordon, who is a wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns. He's a freak athlete. He's had a lot of issues with drugs and substances and suspensions. Anyway, this season this is supposed to be his full, his first season back full, and a picture surfaced of him. Now I was, I'm wondering, Mike, if you knew this, but did you know that picture is not from recent times? Yeah, yeah, that's been yeah. So it's actually an old picture, but it went viral this week because Josh posted it. It is a picture of Josh, and he looks so chiseled. I mean, it is uh, – actually, this is perfect. Like, obviously, a lot of people listening to this are familiar with Ronaldo because he takes his shirt off every chance he gets, and it's, he looks like a Greek god, and it's perfect. I mean, Josh Gordon is 
is borderline as chiseled as him, but larger and stronger. He's taller and bigger and thicker. Like his torso is, is, is chiseled, but thicker. It's freakish. The only reason I, that's the best thing I've seen this week is because I get V excited about that. And then I texted it in our, in our group that Mike and I have with our, with our sports fans. And I'm just pleased for the love of God, Josh. Do not. He's good, man. Do not be on performance-enhancing drugs. He's good. Or do not get caught for the love of God. That's the best thing I saw this week. Josh Gordon looking awesome. He's going to take us to the Super Bowl. It's going to be sick. He's All right. Antonio Callaway to look over him. That guy yeah, has yeah. a scratch on his record. No, that's a really good point. It actually does make me feel better. All right. Last segment, that I, full segment I have here. It's called Where Are You At? Where Are You At on LeBron James, Mike? I need your take. So LeBron is a free agent, and we have the decision. Is this the decision three, or is this the decision? Decision 3.0. All right, the decision three. Give it to me, Mike. What's going on? So we've talked to a bunch of, uh, you know, workers at Costco. Uh, down in Akron, every every worker at Swenson's, even the Cracker Barrel. Okay. Uh, LeBron was last spotted. Um, you know, we got barbers calling in. You know, Gloria's uh, hair salons calling in. Gotcha. Uh, they're all they're all, they all talking about he's staying. I, Stay I, I any news out of Berea? Out of Berea with the wait with the Browns or. Yeah, have the Browns been talking to LeBron? Is there any talk of him? I mean, I called it last year that LeBron's going to be playing tight end for the Browns. I'm just checking. I'm just checking out where you're at on you know all those. I'm shocked too. they didn't draft him. I mean, I would, I would. No one's thinking about it. You could easily get him in the a final round. Maybe mm-hmm. when, like sick and tired of playing basketball, like MJ was. Like he'll go try another sport, but not like pansy baseball. He'll play. Yeah. Gotcha. American football. All right. So real take full on you, where you at, where you have to put money on where LeBron's going to play next year. Give it to me. Real take. It's scary. Like I'm being in Cleveland, like, and then I'm working for ESPN in Cleveland. Like I'm too close to it. Like I get the calls from fans that are, I mean, there's some crazy calls. Like fans are like, he needs to get away because this dog and pony show is too much for us. I hate losing in the finals. Um, I would lose in the finals every year. It's yeah, get out of here. But I, I'm seriously nervous because of what he does to this economy. Like, it's unbelievable. Um, that means yeah, he brings like, a lot of people into downtown Cleveland. And, like, everybody's talking about, like, oh, like, the Lakers are the one. And the Lakers have been, has been the one that he's always talked about. Mm-hmm. Or that's always talked about with him. I just don't see him leaving. He's not ring chasing anymore. And if he is ring chasing – He's definitely not going to play with Lonzo Ball. Like, that sounds miserable to me. Also, Isaiah Thomas is on that team. Even if they get Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, like, you – all right, now you have to play the Golden State Warriors more and the Houston Rockets more. LeBron can go to the finals by himself. Like, he's already done it, and he could do it again. If you can get one of these guys over to Cleveland, like, you can make another run. But I also just think he's going – instead of going for the rings, which is, like, the only team trophy, he's just going to get every single stat and just be the number one at it. 
Like he's really close with points. Like he's yeah. going to get rebounds. He's going to get a – he's just going to get it all. Yeah. The only thing I would say, I have a love-hate – I've always had a love-hate relationship with LeBron for various reasons. He obviously brought a championship to Cleveland, so, like, I love him mostly. Yeah. Is If he went to the Lakers, that's the one where it would be – where I could just look at him sideways and be like – It doesn't make sense. What's up, man? Yeah, like, People are like he wants to be a movie star. Like you, you know, they made like portable cameras. Like <laughs> yeah, like do you need this? Like what is there like a weird level of insecurity that you have? Like what's going on, man? Like come on, you you don't need this. If your kid really wants to live, if if your kids love Los Angeles and you want to do it for them, whatever, fine. But they don't. That's the other thing. And I actually like they. This is another good radio thing. Uh, fair or foul. Um, fair or foul, man. Give it, it to me. Is it fair or foul to talk about LeBron's children in this situation? It's weird to me that it's like I'm bringing it up, right? Like I had no problem just bringing that up as a taker, yeah, right? like, but I'm I'm 100% self-aware that that is a strange thing that that is in the public eye. Like Bronny Jr. or whatever he goes by is like a talking point on sports radio is, is interesting. Bad. Gary Payton, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Um, all right, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? No, man. I'm just excited to see Ronaldo just, like, mow down Messi's uh, career. It's going to be exciting. Actually, this is a great – so, to get international with it, this mm. is – the World Cup is what I needed to bridge the cricket, like, the IPL Cricket League into the Cubbity League. Like, I'm, I very much needed a sport that I could watch during the day. And now I have it, and I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to have a lot more talks on that because I get, like, very little what's going on there. But I like where your head's at. Um, all right, well, let's wrap this up. Thanks, everyone else, for listening. This is the Live Diadem Podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Mike runs that Instagram. We're going to try and post more content. We're going to try and do these once a week. Um, release times, TBD. But thanks for listening, and we will talk with you guys again soon. See ya. Peace.